thank you for the words, Phil, and man, this has just been so good, and we could probably just stop right here, right, and y'all would be fine? No, let's keep going, because I have to talk. You're paying me to talk, you know, that's what I... I love the fact that I get to preach, and this is a special moment for me. I love being able to speak to you about the gospel. So it's been a good morning so far. So let's do one more thing. Let's stand together and let's pray as, uh, as we ask that God helps us to hear the words that he is speaking this morning. And I'm going to take a few minutes, and then we're going to hopefully hear some good news. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for these folks. We stand right now, Lord, because we want to honor you. Lord, we want to just say with all of our heart, all of our body, all of our mind that we are yours. Lord, I pray that you would speak to us this morning in the next few minutes as we, as we study your word. Help us, Lord, to be encouraged, inspired, and motivated because we, Lord, we have been chosen by you and we are thankful. Help us to hear you. Speak through me, a broken vessel, and I pray that you would allow us to hear. In Jesus' name, amen. Uh, please be seated. So this, this month, we've been speaking about expectation. We've been talking about what it means um, to expect that God's going to answer some promises. So today, we finish this conversation. So the next few minutes, we're going to talk about something specific. We're going to talk about what it means to be called by God. So I'll start with this. Have you ever been called by God? I mean, usually people associate being called by God with going into full-time ministry. You hear that a lot. I've been called by God into full-time ministry, which, which has led some people to falsely believe that God has not called them. So they say, no, not, God's not called me. That's, that's why I'm in sales <laughs> or whatever. Because I've, I've heard that. God's not called me. God's not called me. So today, what I want to do is I want us to go a little deeper into this idea of what it means to be called by God. So today, we're not going to talk about whether or not you have been called. Today, we're going to talk about how you are going to respond when he calls you. Turning your Bibles to Luke chapter 1. That's where we're going to be. Now, if you remember, last week we talked from John 14, and we had this wedding imagery, if you remember that. We talked about um, how the groom-to-be in this culture would pledge their love to the bride-to-be. And then they would go back to his, he would go back to his father's house, where he would begin construction on their new home. It's part of the family. Um, he would go away so that he could return as soon as his father felt that the house for his son and his new daughter-in-law was going to be ready. And this was the custom during the days of Joseph and Mary. Now, although Luke doesn't go into details here, we can only assume that Joseph pledged himself to be married to Mary in this same way. That he gave her a token or a ring, perhaps, that, that she wore this traditional veil often to let everyone know that she was taken, that her heart had been pledged to someone else. And her future, Mary's future, was to be a wife, was to be a mother, a daughter. And his was to provide for his family, 
to raise children, uh, to follow God. He, these, this was going to be an ordinary life for an ordinary couple. We don't know how long Joseph had been gone uh, constructing an extra addition to the family insula. Remember the insula was that group of homes. We don't know how long he was gone, but he, he was, after all, he was a carpenter, a stonemason. He was good at that. He knew what he was doing. So as he worked and dreamed of his wedding, of his new life, Mary also worked and dreamed of her wedding day, the feast, the family, the joy. And she worked and prayed that God would give her children safety, security, peace. And God was good. He was very good, but life was difficult. These two, they kept on moving, kept on being hopeful. So as Mary worked and dreamed and went about our usual day, she was called by God. Let's start reading in verse 26. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. How many times have you been greatly troubled? Now, this is the same reaction that Zechariah had. Um, Zechariah was John the Baptist's dad. He was the high, uh, this priest who got to go into the temple. Uh, he, his exact same wording and reaction was greatly troubled. And, and Zechariah was a priest. He's supposed to expect and anticipate meeting God at some point. But he was a priest and he was highly, greatly troubled. So imagine how Mary, a 13 to 14 year old girl, imagine her... Uh, how did she react to see an angel of the Lord is troubling enough? But, but then he calls this ordinary girl highly favored. Highly favored. And he says also, the Lord is with you. So the Scots translation says, out of every woman on the planet, God's chosen you. Wow. How could that be troubling? <laughs> I love that laugh. Thank you. It is, it's a little troubling. It's like a spotlight. Maybe the troubling part came whenever he started complimenting her. You know those people who compliment you and you know something's coming right afterwards? You are so good with kids. You should, you should work. You should do that on Sunday in the church nursery. Every Sunday. How about next Sunday? When can I put you down for you know those people. You're so good at this. Can you start doing it full time? Maybe that's when the trouble part came. Have you ever felt that God was urging you towards something troubling? Something uncomfortable? Has God ever urged you towards something that was going to change your life in some way? Now I would call that moment of not knowing that anxious anticipation I would call that troubling but the angel said to her do not be afraid Mary you have found favor with God 
You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. Your Lord, the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. There it is, the moment everything changed right there. How do you respond when God presents you with a different future than you had anticipated? Now, when God was directing Shelly and I to this place to be here with you, there was a lot of moments when I breathed deeply and started asking lots of questions. We didn't know San Angelo was ever in our future. But God has called us here. There are moments when you just have to ask questions. You want to figure out why and how and when and where and who. And I think questions are good because the questions, they lead to answers sometimes. Although the answers are sometimes not what you expected. And Mary's response, this 13-year-old, 14-year-old girl had had the sense to ask questions. This is what she said. She says, How will this be? Mary asked the angel. Since I'm a virgin. And the angel answered, The Holy Spirit will come on you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her own age. And she who was said to be unable to conceive is in her sixth month. I love this. For no word from God will ever fail. The same moment God announced his entrance into the world was the same moment he had called Mary to a brand new life. When God calls us, it is to a better life, but not necessarily an easier one. In fact, if you think of the call of God as being something that will lead us to greener pastures or better working conditions or, or better financial success, I think we're going to be sorely mistaken. He wasn't calling Mary, Mary to an easier way. I mean, she'd soon be the girl who got pregnant before she was married. If he didn't dismiss her, Joseph, he didn't kind of get rid of her, what kind of respect would he have in the community from that moment on he'd lose it people in small towns this one particularly small town in Nazareth they would never forget the illegitimate circumstances of Jesus' birth you know small town gossip it lasts a long time so imagine how Jesus when, when he's 33 or 30 years old he, he reads this scroll from Isaiah in this synagogue of Nazareth and he says today the scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing can you imagine everyone saying isn't this Joseph's son Mary's we know how he got here <laughs> he's not calling Mary to an easier life He's not calling her to a life of social significance, really. He's calling her to something greater, something more, something better. It's a life of complete dependence on God. A life of meaning, a life that mattered. And I think it's the same with us, because if we realize that God has 
called us into a better life, but not necessarily an easier one. Now, Mary's response encourages me. She had no guarantees for anything other than that this was going to be the Son of God and God would, would, would be with her. Uh, very few details were given how this was going to all play out. But listen how she responds, even though she was greatly troubled. She says, I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word to me be fulfilled. And then the angel left her. I think it's okay to be troubled whenever God approaches you whenever he is urging you to something new. It's no small thing to experience God. I mean, she knew that God was calling her toward a difficult life, and she still said yes. Did she understand why or how? No, because I think the calling of God is in a very practical way about submission about obedience about a trust it's an invitation to join him this means that the calling of God will always be accompanied by his presence his power and his purpose always when he chose Mary he's inviting her to join him and that invitation meant that she would not be alone no matter how difficult her life was about to become And I think we can expect the same thing. We can expect that God will never forsake us either. No matter how, as Phil said, how downcast we are, God is right there with us. We can see examples in Scripture, all over Scripture, about how God says, I will be with you. He says in Exodus 3.12, he says, um, God says, I will be with you. When he called David, King David, in 2 Samuel 16, he says, Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the presence of his brothers. And from that day on, the Spirit of the Lord came powerfully upon David. And then listen to the similarities again as he called Mary. He says, the Holy Spirit will come on you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. God God called them to join him. And that means that they weren't going to be alone. And so neither will you. We'll never be alone. We can expect it. And not only will he accompany us, but he is going to give us access to the power of God. So if we have the power of God through the Holy Spirit, why in the world would, we be, would be, we be afraid at all? In Romans 8, it says, What then shall we say in response to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? I mean, what, really, why do we have to be afraid of anything or anyone? Because that same powerful Spirit of God that is going to be with you is also the same Spirit that raised people back to life. Remember, I pray the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people, and his incomparably great power for us who believe. The power is the same as the mighty strength he exerted when he raised Christ from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly realms. Through his Holy Spirit, we are going to have access to that power. That's a holy responsibility, isn't it? And a, and a huge blessing. And when we say yes to joining God, we get to experience that power firsthand. It's His power working through us 
to show the world his purpose. What is his purpose? Philippians 2, it's a God who works in you to will and act according uh, in order to fulfill his good purpose. God's, God's purpose for Mary was very clear, remember? You will conceive and give birth to a son. You are to call him Jesus. He will be great, will be called the son of the most high. The Lord will give him the throne of his father David and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. In that moment, Mary she found herself favored by God. And although she was greatly troubled and afraid, she said yes. God didn't call her to a life of comfort or financial security. He called her to something greater, something better. And not only did Mary say yes, but she thanked God for the invitation. She praised God with everything she had because he included her. I mean, imagine this image, this young girl seeing an angel greatly troubled a huge responsibility she said yes and not only yes but she says praise be to God and she said this because she believed with all of her heart that God was going to be with her she praised God. Her song is, is found in verse 46 through 55. Look in 46 through 55. I want you to imagine with, for a moment the voice of this innocent girl. Her words, her voice. What might that have sounded like if this young girl was praising God? Let's listen. My soul glorifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. For he has been mindful of the humble state of his servant. From now on, all generations will call me blessed. For the mighty one has done great things for me. Holy is his name. His mercy extends to those who fear him. From generation to generation. He has performed mighty deeds with his arm. He has scattered those who are proud in their inmost thoughts. He has brought down rulers from their thrones, but has lifted up the humble. He has filled the hungry with good things, but has sent the rich away empty. He has helped his servant Israel, remembering to be merciful to Abraham and his descendants forever, just as he promised our ancestors. Hmm. Just imagine, saying yes to God doesn't mean you're not going to be anxious or afraid. I think God can work through that. And it's almost as if saying yes to God is just the first step. Because just as God has called Mary, He calls us even today. So imagine what saying yes to God could do for you. God's calling us too. And you may, may, you, you may say, I've never heard the voice of God. I've never heard uh, just anything in my head or had a bright light experience. And I've never, I've never had God call me specifically. But I will tell you that he has called you. He's been calling us through the gospel for thousands of years. The gospel of Jesus Christ. 
is how he has called us. Second Thessalonians 2. He called you to this through our gospel that you might share in the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. Gospel is good news. The word is euangelion. And the image that we have from this is this. Um, it was a message that was sent throughout the empire, throughout the kingdom, to share the good news that a king had been crowned. Or that a kingdom had come into power. It was good news for the kingdom. Bad news for the enemies, but good news for the kingdom. A king was born. And in this message, the people are not only told the gospel, they're invited to join in with the kingdom. Church, the king has been born. A new kingdom it has come and in this gospel that we preach every Sunday we are asking you are you ready to join the gospel join this kingdom because he wants you to join him will you because God's calling you to a better life today so think about who you are where you've been Think about what God has brought you through to get you to this moment right here in this place to hear this word. God is calling you into a life that matters, into a life that is better, into a life that has purpose, into a life that is going to be better for everyone when you say yes. How will you respond? When Mary said yes, it changed the world. What could God do with a yes from you? How will you respond? Let's take a moment and stand and let's sing together. I'm here if you need me.